0: I'm Ellie Swift, ex-corporate marketer turned CEO and seven-figure business mentor for high-performing women building and scaling their soul-led, intentional, and profitable online businesses. I've coached hundreds of women to make six, multi-six, and seven figures using my signature Swift marketing method. And in this podcast, I'll teach you the strategy, marketing, and mindset to help you do the same let's dive in. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Shine Online with Ellie Swift. Today you have just me. I know it's been a long while between solo podcast episodes. We have had a whole bunch of guest episodes, which have just been absolutely magical. I've loved bringing my clients to you. We have some more coming over the next few weeks. And this actually wasn't a conscious decision to (laughs) bring all these incredible clients to you in one go. We just had a flurry of episodes that came in and it ended up being a bit of a shining client series, which I hope you've loved. I've absolutely loved recording them for you. But today I wanted to switch things up a little bit and bring to you a solo episode. Now, this episode is one that was inspired by a conversation that I had with one of my Swift Inner Circle clients, who is also one of my Swift Mind support coaches. Taryn Bolt, shout out to you. Taryn and I went for lunch and uh, we had a conversation. I took her for lunch because I told her that she had a launch goal of doing 50K in her last launch. And I told her that if she achieved that goal, then I would take her for lunch at a place that she really wanted to try. And so we went for lunch. We had an incredible lunch at Coogee Common, which is one of my favorite, favorite lunch places. And um, we had a conversation that inspired this episode. So like I mentioned, Taryn is a member of Swift Inner Circle, and we were talking about the traits and characteristics of all the women in Swift Inner Circle, the thing that just makes them absolute standout business owners. And I said to Taryn, as we were talking, oh, I just wish that Everyone in business could see these characteristics of multi six figure business owners to see the characteristics that you really need to develop on to be business owners. And then of course, I remembered I have this incredible vehicle of this podcast to be able to share that with you. So that's exactly what I'm going to do today. Now, before I dive in uh, to quickly share what I'm talking about when I'm talking about my Swift Inner Circle. So this is the program that I talk about least. And the reason for that is because it is invitation only. We have a wait list. Um, We also have a 90% retention rate. That said, it's not impossible to get in. So if you're a multi six-figure entrepreneur looking to scale to seven figures, then please make sure you go ahead and join the wait list, which you will find at ellieswift.com forward slash masterminds but that's the context. That's my Swift Inner Circle. We currently have 12 incredible humans in the program. I love them. And they're very successful, amazing women in business who are all currently either have reached the million dollar mark or are looking to scale to a million dollars in their businesses. So I wanted to do an episode about the success traits of these women in my Swift Inner Circle, because they're all traits, characteristic skills that you can learn and adopt. None of the things that I'm about to speak to are things where you have to be born with them. Maybe perhaps for some, they're traits that have come easier for others, or they just naturally show up from this place, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they can't be learned. In fact, when I look at these traits for me personally, some of them I have absolutely leveraged and connected to more along my business owner path. So everything that I'm going to share with you today, you've got the opportunity to cultivate within yourself, no matter whether you're introvert, extrovert, what you are in human design, where you are in terms of your Enneagram, whatever else, right? So just to eliminate and smash any stories that you can't adopt these traits or characteristics, all of these things you can do. I'm going to go into detail on five of them today. So just to give a little bit of context as to these clients. So some of the results that these clients have recently achieved, just to provide a bit of context here. So one client's just had an 80,000 pound launch. One client started with me less than a year ago, doing around 15 to 20 K months, and is now more than a half a million dollar business. She's forecast to do her net first million next year one client just had her biggest month yet at 91,000 cash. One of these women has a million dollar Amazon business and a thriving coaching business. Another's done three quarters of a million in the last year. Whilst being on maternity leave, you get the picture. So all of these women have built their businesses from nothing within the last five, some of them perhaps seven. I'm just mindful not to give you any false information here for 90% of them. I know it's only the last five years, but there's one or two where it may be a year or so longer than that. So we're going to talk traits, characteristics, and skills that I have found myself saying, I wish everyone knew that these were basically essential to success. So with that in mind, let's dive on into each of the five. So the first one is each of these clients are discerning yet coachable. Discerning, yet coachable. Let me share more about what I mean by that. I saw an industry friend of mine share through her Instagram stories just last week, a couple of comments that had come through in her DMs where people were essentially speaking to how they had received bad advice from business coaches, and that had led to incorrect decisions or Paths that they shouldn't have gone down in their business. I mean, this also adds to the thoughts that I have around the pressure of business coaches being forced to be perfect and everything to everyone. But that's another conversation entirely. With the context of this in mind, my recommendation to you and the thing I see with these clients is that the role of the business owner is to be really discerning when you're taking advice and recommendations. So let's just talk to how this might play out. A client in my inner circle might present to me a challenge that's coming up for them in Slack. So they might share a challenge that they have in relation to one of their programs. I would then share my thoughts or my recommendations or my advice based on knowing that client based on their business model, based on what I know to be true, all of those things. Then, and this is the step that is missing for anyone who doesn't take personal responsibility, anyone who doesn't own their CEO mindset, anyone who's not in that leadership role, and therefore anyone who I see prohibiting themselves from creating the success that they most desire, is then that that client then takes that thought, recommendation, advice from me. And they run that through their own filter. They run that through their own filter and then they take the next step from there. The second part of this is that they're coachable. They're really open-minded to a mindset block that maybe I'm sharing, I'm perhaps witnessing and I wanna know is true for them, if it's true for them or a recommendation that I have that might feel really stretchy for them, that they're not going to just instantly shut down. They're coachable. So they aren't questioning absolutely everything from every single angle. They're deciding whether something feels good and true for them, which most of the time it will because they've invested in working with me. They therefore trust my advice. I know them and their business really well, all of those things, but they don't skip that part of being discerning. I've had times with my own coach where I'll do the same thing. So she might say something and I think, hmm, that's close, but it's not quite the thing that I want, or that doesn't feel quite right. Why is that? And then I'll play with that with her. You know, so most of the time she'll give me advice and I'm like, yes, amazing, done. Let's move forward with that. I'll go implement. She knows my business. I trust her because I've chosen to invest with her. Majority of the time, my filter is like, yes, that's an easy yes to that. But If there's anything that doesn't quite feel right about a certain piece of advice, then I'll reflect on that. I'll wonder why, and I'll act according to running something through my own filter. Where we give away our power is where we decide that we're not going to run something through our own filter, therefore deciding that we're not taking personal responsibility for what we're doing in our business, completely giving our power away. So every single client that I work with in my inner circle. And the same can be said for all of this, by the way, for clients that I've worked with in my six-figure circle for more than one round. So anyone who I know well, who's come back into a six-figure circle, the same is true for all these clients that I've worked with for more than six months. Obviously I can't reference every single client because there's a couple I've only worked with for two weeks, but any client I've worked with over the last six months, this is true for all of them. They're being really discerning by running something through their own filter. But they're also being coachable in that they've chosen to invest with me, they've chosen to work with me, and so they're open-minded to things that might stretch them. To give you just a really practical example of this, I had a client recently where I suggested to her doing, um, some intensives, you know, we're looking at, a cash strategy, just a way to bolster cash for the last quarter of this year. And I suggested doing some extra intensives and I suggested to her to do them in person. And she said to me, she was like, look, I really love this idea of doing intensives, but I don't know about in person because I'm not sure that my audience is necessarily all based in this location and the idea of doing them in person just actually doesn't feel that good to me. And we kind of back and forth on it and and talked about it. And then she was like, look, I see how and where that would potentially be a good option, but I really want to go with online. And so I was like, great. Yep. Awesome. Let's move forward with that. So she trusted herself enough to know that she could run that through her own filter. Now she could have gone ahead and gone, Hmm. I just don't think as many of my audience are in person, but I trust that Ellie always knows best. And so therefore I'm going to do this. And then the launch doesn't work as well because she knew that she was better off doing it online and she starts to get resentful or feel irritated or whatever else. That would be her completely outside of her own power. By being discerning, she's running it through her filter. We're having a conversation about it and we're making recommendations based on that. So being discerning, but also being really coachable. Again, all the traits of these clients in my Swift Inner Circle. All right. The second one, they love and trust the process even when it's hard. So some context or an example or some research behind the scenes around this is Andrew Huberman, who I absolutely love. He has a podcast called The Huberman Lab. His work is incredible. He does amazing scientific research. He's very data heavy on like productivity and how we work and focus and health and the intersection of well-being and work. He did an episode that my husband was telling me about, Recently, where he was talking about how you can tune up your dopamine reward system to reward effort. So, what we know based on the science and the stats around it is that we're wired more for immediate gratification. And that's happening more so because of the immediate gratification that we're getting from our phones. For example, when social media pings and those feelings that we're getting from tech are so much more immediately gratifying than what we might get from say a walk in nature or these these natural world elements that we used to create within ourselves and so we're becoming hardwired for this immediate gratification and a lot of it being immediate gratification that is you know from our phones for example because of that it means that we are becoming less able to be gratified from effort, to be rewarded from our effort. However, he believes that rather than waiting for the payoff or the satisfaction at the end, when something's achieved, i.e. when you generate the hundred K, when you generate the million, when you hit the goal, because if you're relying solely on that outcome, but you hate the process, then the likelihood of quitting is really, really high. So he believes that you need to find a way to enjoy the process and really focus on that, knowing that when you enjoy the process, you are more likely to not quit. You're more likely to actually achieve your goal. And I see this for my clients. They love and they trust the process even when it's hard. So he believes that it's more likely that you're going to not quit and you're more likely to achieve your goal if you are able to say to yourself, look, this is really hard, but this is my choice and I love it. And when Che was relaying this story to me, I was like, oh, that is all my clients that have built the businesses they want. They all know how to stick it out even when it's hard and still find ways to love the process. And the majority of the time, that is because they're so deeply connected to their why. They know they're meant to be doing this work. And I know for myself, that's absolutely true as well, that I know it's so much easier for me to navigate hard times because I'm like, but I wouldn't do anything else. This is still the thing that I would choose to do again and again and again. And so the lesson in this is finding a way to love and trust the process, even when it's hard. If you're only doing this work because you want the outcome of the six-figure business or the multi six-figure business, or you only want to be coaching your clients, but you hate any practice of business building, you don't like marketing, you don't like any of that, then you're going to find business really hard. And it's going to feel easier to want to quit at every stage. Whereas if you can find ways to connect to and commit to the process and enjoy the process, you are far more likely to succeed. So my inner circle clients, they love the strategy. They love the marketing. Even when mindset work feels challenging, they're obsessed with growth. They're obsessed with that ability to continue moving forward. Like They've found ways to feel really joyful in the process. To give you an example of one particular client, this particular client, she's, she's so incredible. Every time she goes through something hard, there's always some sort of message that I'll get from her in Slack where she's like, well, you know, I chose this business, and sometimes hard things happen, and there'll be a lesson in this, and I wouldn't choose anything else. And just fully seeing the silver lining in hard things, knowing that she chose this, continuing to come back to the big picture that she chose this, she loves this, even though it's hard sometimes. If we're constantly thinking that, everything good is on the other side of hard things. We're going to be sorely disappointed because no matter what stage of business you're at, there will always be hard things because that is simply a part of life. So finding a way to enjoy the process, even when it's hard, knowing that the joy is in the journey, the joy is not in the outcome. All right. The third success trait is that these clients are master implementers or mistress implementers or whatever the feminine context of that is. They make shit happen. They move. They know that things can only occur with implementation. So if we have a conversation and we talk actions, the next thing that happens is that those clients go and they implement, they make things happen. You know, that doesn't mean that they're not sometimes having moments where they're feeling stuck in something or something feels sticky or indecisive, but that's the exception in their journey as an entrepreneur and not the rule. For the most part, they will go and make things happen. It's something that I've seen more frequently. In Swift My ideas, I'll have clients kind of come in and say to me, you know, I've wanted to work with you for years and years and I'm so excited to work with you and That's such a wonderful thing. And I love that. And I always want that to be true, but something that I will say to them is awesome. Amazing. You know, let's get to work (laughs) because ultimately, you know, you're not going to get any kind of result that you desire simply from being in the proximity of the person that, Uh, you want to learn from. Yes, that's a huge part of it. Absolutely. But results only occur when things are implemented. Another thing that we've done recently is we've made some changes to our onboarding process for SwiftMind so that the women that are joining us, and when I look at the women in SwiftMind at the moment, this is just so, so true, is that the women joining us, they are committed to implementing. They're committed to making shit happen. And so coming back to my inner circle clients, this is just a practice of how they live their life. Everything is about implementation. Everything is about doing the doing. knowing that when you implement, you are able to create what it is that you want. Everything happens because of implementation. So as a really great example of this, which um, is just a really tangible example that I think will be really helpful is I had a client reach out on Friday we spoke about her launch, not going as well as she'd hoped her launch period, her cart open period had just closed. And I shared a strategy with her that I'd recommended a few days prior, and she hadn't had the chance to do this thing yet that I had recommended. Now she could have decided in that moment, well, cart's closed. That's just something that I'm going to do next time but she didn't. She decided that despite the cart being closed, she was going to implement it anyway. She got three more people in and now has two more people thinking about it, which actually takes her to her launch goals. So she could have easily said, well, better luck next time for me. You know, I'm going to get the feedback around maybe why this hasn't gone quite as well as I wanted it to, but she knew that she had an opportunity to implement still. And so she did. And so deciding in any moment, where can I implement? What's the most important thing for me to implement to get results? We're all working with the confines of time. You know, the other thing that I should share as I'm looking at the women that are in my inner circle, half of these women are mums who in particular don't have a lot of time, actually more than half, more than half of these women are mums, And despite being mums, some of them to literal newborns, they are always considering and being mindful of what do I need to implement as priority? What is my focus as priority? Knowing my clients are absolute master implementers. uh, And if you want to create something incredible in your business, then you need to focus on implementation. Now, the fourth trait is that they ask really great big picture questions. So I would say that all of these clients are both Able to be deeply present in their current business. So they're aware of what's happening in their current business, what they need to do to support their clients, what they need to do to move their business forward in any moment. And they're also really futuristic at the same time. So they're always thinking ahead and planning for the future. And so they're always coming to me with questions that relate to both their current reality as well as their future reality. And they're always thinking through the lens of both of those things just to share an example that I have shared on the podcast before, but just to provide some context around this, I truly believe that the smartest people are the ones who are not afraid to ask any questions that might be perceived to even be unintelligent questions. So when I worked in corporate, something that I worked out really early on was that the smartest people were the ones asking the quote unquote dumbest questions in the room, because actually no one around the many boardroom tables knew what was being discussed or knew what was going on, but everyone was just kind of pretending like they did. And so something that I did from quite early on was I started just asking a lot of questions and I learned a lot of things in asking a lot of questions that helped me to be good at my job faster. And so I love questions. I love my clients asking me questions. I love them coming to me to ask things, even if they think that maybe it's a dumb question, because honestly, questions are not dumb. The other interesting thing about this is that so often we almost create this belief that the further along in business we are, the more we're supposed to know. And so we start telling ourselves stories of, I should know this already. I shouldn't ask Ellie this. I should know this already. Or maybe she's already told me this before or whatever. But again, this is all just our ego, just finding reasons to keep us small when actually asking great questions is key. So for example, for the majority of my clients right now, we are you know, implementing their 90 day goals from October to December, but we're also talking about 2023. Now just to share some context on this, this is something that happens more easily. At a certain season of business. So for example, when you're still earning zero to 100K, you are going to be more present in your thinking because you're still really working out what's working for you and what doesn't. So for example, in Six Figure Circle and Swift Inner Circle right now, we're doing a lot of 2023 planning. For Swift Mind, there's still a lot of determining what strategies really work best or what business model really works best for those clients. And so we are far more present focused than we are futuristic. But as your business is building, being able to consider and think about the long-term as you start to compile more information and evidence about the direction you want your business to go in is really, really important. So again, just to share an example of a specific client, there is one client in particular that I can think of who is already really clear on all her launches throughout next year. She's set up financial goals. She's got rewards set up for each of her goals. And she knows that obviously we can change those things, things shift, timeline shift, all of that. But she's really, really clear on what next year looks like. And so she's able to act in accordance with that, which will mean that she will likely grow faster. And she's also far more likely to achieve her goals because she's so, so locked in on them already. The last success trait to share with you is that these clients prioritize relationships. They know they can't do it alone. They know relationships are so key. They tell me repeatedly how much they get out of being part of a mastermind experience like the inner circle, where they see the problems that they're having, are the problems that other people are having. You know, I can think of recently, we had a call that ended up being a call that was predominantly about team, which for the record is really, really common at the multi six figure to seven figure level. A lot of conversations I have with my clients at this level are related to team and finding the right support structures because at that point, so much of your success goes beyond what you can physically do in your business. And the conversation was such a good conversation because essentially there were three people on the call who realized they were navigating the exact same thing in the exact same moment. And obviously I knew this because I have the ability to coach all three of them, but they hadn't yet shared it with one another and that's never up to me to do that. And so I you know, was so happy for them to see that they were all navigating the same thing. And I could see the relief that they were experiencing in that moment of seeing that they weren't the only ones navigating that and knowing that they weren't wrong in navigating that. So by simply being in the presence of others who are going through similar things, you have the ability to kind of heave that sigh of relief and go, this isn't just me. This isn't just me that's going through this. This isn't just me that has this experience, or this isn't just me living out this reality. I'm not wrong in having this experience. And that can just be so, so supportive. So They prioritize relationships. They invest in relationships. They invest in being in groups. They also utilize collaborations often. So these are clients who are on other people's podcasts, who are reaching out to pitch to other people. They're creating opportunities constantly to utilize their relationships, to leverage their business. And obviously because it serves them and supports them and it's very um, mutually beneficial, but they're being really smart about utilizing relationships to leverage their business, when I look at every client I reckon I've ever worked with, who's gone and created the success that they desire, they are people who are so, so relationship focused. And I just truly believe that by being you know a great person and building great relationships and prioritizing those relationships, it's just going to get you so, so far because your reputation grows exponentially when you are somebody who has a lot of great connections and great relationships with others. Right. So let's just summarize those five success traits. So the first one is they're discerning yet coachable. The second is that they love and trust the process even when it's hard. The third is that they're master implementers. The fourth is they ask great big picture questions. And the fifth is they prioritize relationships. Now, if you want to work with me at any level, the best thing that you can do if you want to be coached by me in 2023 is jump on over to ellieswift.com forward slash masterminds and sign up to the wait list for the mastermind that is most applicable to the current level of business that you're at. Swiftmind is for you if you're currently earning 2K plus in your business and you're wanting to build to 10K plus months. Uh, Those are months, 2K plus per month in your business and wanting to build to 10K plus months. Six-figure circle is for you if you currently have a six-figure business and you're wanting to build to multi-six figures. And swift inner circle is for you if you're a multi-six-figure business owner who is wanting to build to seven figures and beyond. I really, really hope this episode has supported you to either feel like, yes, those are attributes that I really want to lean into, characteristics that I really want to lean into and leverage, Or there's particular ones that you might want to strengthen even further if they're characteristics or traits that you perhaps aren't giving any consideration to. So I really hope this has supported you. I've loved doing this solo episode with you. I've actually really, really missed these. I love jumping on the mic and um, and speaking to you in this way. So have the most magical day. Uh, as always, jump on into DMs and let me know what you loved most about this episode. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, so you'll find me on Instagram at Ellie H. Swift. Have the most incredible day. Big love to you.